welcome back into the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you for joining us again this week. Thank you for following us on our YouTube channel, SoundCloud page where we're hosted, wherever you get your podcasts. Facebook page there for updates. Appreciate that as well. You guys are magnificent. And, you know, this week I come to you with a heavy heart as I have uh, just recently put down my cat who was with me ever since I was in sixth grade. So for those of you counting, that is in 2006, we got him. And wow, was he a great blessing. And and today, I, I just want to focus on the things in life, you know, tying um, tying some things together with, with pets. And for those who have had the privilege of being blessed with, with pets. Um, but that actually is a parallel in our life. And a few days ago at this point, by the time you're listening, my mother and I uh, were spending time uh, with my cat before we, before he was taken to be put down. And, and it was at the time of life. He was sick, and uh, we didn't want to get to a point where he was suffering, right? We don't want to be cruel to an animal. And my, my mom, uh, she started to cry, and she just brought up the fact that how sometimes, sometimes it's it's more difficult to, to put down a pet than let a human go. And um and she just kind of was was talking about the idea because pets, you know, give us, you know, it's one of the few instances where we experience unconditional love as humans on this planet because a lot of our worldly relationships are defined by conditions. Um, you do this for me, I do this for you. You scratch our back, I'll scratch yours type of thing, right? A lot of deals, a lot of heavy handedness, especially in business, right? Um, it is a mutual thing. There's not usually a give all and take all type of relationship otherwise you know, that relationship would be cut off, right? Well, hopefully a lot of us have that type of unconditional love from our parents, our spouses, our children. Certainly we have them for our children, right? Most of us do. But those are rare. And even in friendships, um, is, is close, um, is something that I've learned this past, this past two years, a very hard lesson that there, um, there are times when you think that it's unconditional and it, Apparently it isn't, and that's a that's a very harsh reality to come to, and uh, it's something that you know I've had to learn the hard way, and uh, it's very painful. And and yet you know for those you know particular food dog owners, obviously they experience the tremendous loyalty of the dogs. You can see that um, in 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 horses, um, and even for those more you know at least to us in the United States more exotic, you can see that in elephants too, right? Um, with uh, their fantastic memories. Um, but you know, with cats, you know, they're, they're always joking that, you know, we basically exist to please them, not the other way around. But when you get you know, the, you know, those who have really good cats, you know, you know, you, you know how special they can, they can be. So, you know, for, for me, um, this, this is something that's it's more dear to, to me because I've been blessed with amazing animals. And, and there, there is a point that my mom was making, I think is really good is that the unconditional love part, right? Is that we do experience that. Short of uh, pet abuse, even certain dogs, if you if you were to abuse them, they still come back to you, and and that's horrible. But it shows you the loyalty, the fact that they respect you as the alpha. For example, you know, big cats. You know, if you love them, they they love you. They cuddle with you. They you know they know when you're sick, just like dogs sometimes, and uh, they can be very protective, especially for to infants. You know, they just know, and, and it's just one of those things that because when I was telling my mom is is while we were talking about this, my cat, Riley, you know, he was eating, you know, essentially having his last meal because in three hours he'd be buried, you know, he'd be dead. And I said, here's a carbon-based 
life form that's performing his homeostatic condition, not knowing a thing about what's going to happen. I, I remember when we put my female cat down, you know, she they had to shave her paw to put the the little IV drip in there so they can put her down. And, you know, she was licking it. And because, you know, even that she was 17 was like, oh, I can get this better. And it's like very futile. You know, we, we know that that doesn't mean anything. Like, why are you doing that? Like, you're going to die soon. Don't worry about licking yourself. And it's, it's just one of those things. You know, it's it's one of those moments where maybe it's difficult because of how innocent they are. We are, in fact, deciding when and where they will die. And unlike humans, you know, a lot, a lot of humans, you know, most at the end kind of know if you're if you're going into old age, not saying that you you die all of a sudden. Um, but when you you're on hospice or when you you, you have you, you get really sick really quickly and some humans just know they kind they kind of have an understanding and there's a lot of responses to the body there's maybe a lot of fear maybe there's a lot of peace but there's an understanding for a lot of people um that oh yeah this is this is this is it but for the morally decent not the physician assistant type of uh moral quandaries that people to argue about but we don't decide when our loved ones are going to die we don't go and say okay all right come in all right now and now what's going to happen we don't decide that because we still don't know but yet when our pets you know they look up at us or they they cry on the way uh, or they whimper on the way to the vet because they hate the vet they don't like car rides they they just they don't know that that's going to be their last one right they they don't know what what's coming but yet we do and and that just kind of, it breaks, it breaks your heart because you are the one deciding them. I and mean, sometimes it's for inconvenience because we don't have money to pay for a surgery or maybe they hurt themselves and they, and it's not really worth it for them to recover. What's their quality of life going to be? And so sometimes in, I would say it's minority, it's inconvenience. It's, it's because we can't afford it or it's truly because it's, it's time, right? And, and those pet owners out there who have done this, you know, and you're the ones who give advice to other pet owners who have to go through the same thing, right? Um, and yet when we look at our fellow man, I just wonder why sometimes our heart doesn't break in the same way. And maybe because we're seeing people live out the consequences of their own actions so they're ignorant versus an animal that's just doing what it's supposed to do. It doesn't. It, we're, we're not speaking it to it on the same language. And again, it's innocent. It doesn't know what's going to happen. I mean, like of all of us who watch those dog movies, who avoid the dog movies, like, oh, does the dog die? Like, I can't, I can't watch it, right? Why is it so hard for us to do sometimes? But yet we watch war movies, we watch all this stuff, and it's like people are dying left and right, and we're just kind of numb to it. But yeah, it's dogs, it's cats dying that kind of really, that's where we draw the line. And maybe it's because of that innocence. Maybe it's because we just revile at the notion of death so much that it's just not fair to them. And, and I cursed death in the last few days. I really have. I, I hate it. Um, and it's a privilege to to miss an animal because that means they're an animal worth missing, just like I said with people. When you mourn somebody, that's a it's a, ultimately a good thing because that means they obviously had an impact upon you or others and they were a great person and they are going to be missed. Like that's an amazing testimony, right? Anyway. I 
I, I just want us maybe to think about today that, you know, Jesus came down, we're in the middle of Lent. He came down, he sacrificed himself. He was innocent. You know, the metaphor that he was the, the pure lamb that was slain, unblemished, untarnished. Pure as the driven snow. And we look at him, a human, which has far more value, value uh, I can't even speak today, far more value in his life than a cat or a dog. And if the, if, if truly that, that X factor, maybe, if you will, of innocence is, is the real thing that drives this, do we mourn for Jesus? That's the question I have. Do we mourn for Jesus? Something to think about. Short one today. There's nothing else for me to say. I appreciate it. May God bless you. May God keep you.